Welcome to another episode of the Everything College Basketball Podcast, your home for the latest news and analysis from the world of college hoops. Back again are your hosts, Josh Burton, Phil Dexter, and Corey Gardner. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another edition of the Everything College Basketball Podcast, episode 113. I'm, of course, your host, Josh Burton, and joining me yet again is my teammate, Phil Dexter. Phil, what is up? Hey, what's going on, man? Happy to be here again. Dude, we've got a big one. I'm sure everybody, as we are, we're live on the Facebook group, Twitter, and the YouTube page. And if you're watching along with us live now, you can see our special guest. We've promoted all week. We'll get to him in just a second. But before we get into anything else, we got to thank our sponsors from Beauty to Beast Nutrition, located in Edinburgh, Indiana. Juice Bar has healthy drinks as protein shakes, healthy teas, coffees, everything you want for your nutrition needs, all in one location located in beautiful downtown Edinburgh. Stop in, tell Natasha, ACB sent you for 10% off your entire purchase. But no further, let's get into it. Our special guest tonight joining us, he is a super senior guard from the Wake Forest Demon Deacons and was just named with him and his newly acquired backcourt mate, Tyree Appleby, the 25th best backcourt in America from our friends of Field of 68. Welcome to the show, Mr. Davian Williamson. Davian, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Yes, sir. So I'm happy to be here. And I appreciate you guys having me. I'm good. I'm good. I hope you guys are too. Dude, we are as happy to have you. I, I'm going to lead off with that, though. I don't know if you're aware of it or not. Our friends at the Field of 68 have been releasing the top 25 backcourts in America. They have you and the newly acquired from Florida, Tyree Appleby, as you two as the 25th best backcourt in America. I'm sure as a competitor, you've got to think there's no way 24 be- or 24 backcourts are better than us. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, when I seen it, it was cool to be on there because for the 68, they got a real good pool. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people know about them, but I talked to Ty about it. I, I don't think – I think we should be a lot higher than 25. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and both of you – before Phil, I'll let you hop in, but both of you are experienced guards. Tyree had a good career at Cleveland State, just left Florida, had a double-digit score there. Have you had the opportunity in this short amount of time since he transferred in, have you had the opportunity to try to form that bond with him yet? Yeah, he's actually my roommate. Uh, he's upstairs right now. We stay together. Uh, <laughs> We've, we've worked out a lot uh, since he's been here this summer uh, in practice and just even on our own time together. So I'm really excited to play with him. Like you said, he's an experienced guard. He's one of the few guys uh, on our team who's played in the NCAA tournament. So that experience is going to be big in big-time games, and I'm excited to play with him this season. Well, you know, Josh touched on your experience some, but, you know, with 83 career starts to your belt, how much confidence does that give you when you step on the court going against some of these guys, maybe freshmen, sophomores, haven't started a game? Um, you know, what is that mentality like? Uh, yeah, uh, it definitely gives me a lot of confidence. Uh, I rely on my experience. Uh, my my career in college has been it has been outstanding, you know what I'm saying, from ETSU to Wake Forest. I've learned a lot. I've won a lot of games. And I just feel like that experience gives you an edge on some of those younger guys, even though they may be a lot, uh, a little bit more talented or you might you may have four or five stars or whatever the case may be. But I think that experience gives you a little bit of an edge over those younger guys. Davian, I know you, you just mentioned ETSU. It's going to be my next question. You committed and played at ETSU for a couple of years. Then you follow your coach, Steve Forbes, over to Wake Forest. You're a Winston, Winston-Salem guy. So was it – 
a combination of going back home to play for Wake and play for Coach Forbes was a kind of like a the perfect blend going back home. And what is it about Coach Forbes that you love playing for? Uh, yeah, it was definitely the perfect blend, uh, especially during times of COVID. There was a lot of uncertainty going on as far as like just health and safety issues and things of that nature. So going home was just the safest option for me, especially during that time. And then playing for Coach Forbes, uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Like one of the main things I like about Forbes is just the offensive freedom that he gives his players uh, and the confidence he instills in us. I mean, sometimes Forbes get literally he is mad at me for not shooting the ball enough. I'm not going to lie to you. So. Hey, you can tell he ain't gonna have none of those, none of those issues this year, though. I'm gonna let you know that. But <laughs> yeah, but I'm just yeah, but yeah, that confidence to have a coach, uh, to have a coach just believes in you that much. It allows you to play uh, freely, and it just allows you to play at the highest level that you can play at. I mean, that's a lot better than the coach telling you, "Hey, don't shoot, don't shoot at exactly, all." Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. yeah. You want that uh, that green light, Phil? I know you got something for him. Yeah. So no. More going on that having the green light this year, how different is your mentality with Alondas Williams gone um, and sort of stepping in as, you know, the senior member of that backcourt? You know, do you feel like you have it on your back to take over a little bit more? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say so. Uh, definitely more of a scorer's mentality. I mean, I played with the ACC player of the year and then the 19th pick in the draft this year, last year. So, I mean, uh, I definitely defer to those guys a lot because I think we all can agree that when those guys were playing well, Wake Forest was doing well. So, I mean, I, I care a lot about winning more than my individual stats. But, but yeah, this year I will be taking, like, more of a scorer and a leadership role. Um, I've talked to Forbes about that a lot. So, I feel like it's time for me to step into that role now. And you, you mentioned Jake LaRavia being the 19th pick in the draft. I know you, you know, tested the draft waters a little bit after the season. Did you get the opportunity to work out for any teams or anything like that? Or what was that experience like for you? Uh, well, me and my agent, um, my agent and I, uh, we just, we got a lot of feedback um, from some NBA scouts and things of that nature. I actually got really sick during that time, so I couldn't work out like I wanted to. So I just had to... Uh, just uh, take the feedback from a lot of these scouts uh, that my agent was telling me about. So that was really it. David, as you can see, I, I just pulled up on the, the chats here. People are loving having you on. I know people are excited. Um, but you, you touched on something just a little bit ago about the when Alondis and company, the older guys, were rolling that Wake was really good last year. And as you were, I want to ask you something. Um, last year at home, you guys put a beatdown on North Carolina. I mean, you you put a flat whooping on them, but then to see them, you guys end up missing out on the tournament. A 25-win team misses out on the tournament, and they get in. Some at one point, we even talked about late in the year that we weren't sure that they were even a tournament team. Then they make a magical run and come within a shot of winning the title. How does that make you feel knowing that you guys beat this team and then they end up getting in the tournament and make a run like that? Uh, actually, I think it showed how good we were last year at times. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. The North Carolina team we played in January was a totally different team that was in the tournament. I'm not going to lie to you. They they turned it up a whole lot of notches once the tournament hit. But it definitely made us, they definitely made us feel good about, like, where we could have been, you know what I'm saying, if we just would have won a couple more games. Because I feel like if we would have went to the tournament, we, we could have made a lot of noise, something similar to what UNC did. But. It just kind of didn't work out like that. But that was also a big reason why I came back for another year is because I still haven't been to the tournament. I feel like I've been riding the opportunity twice now. 
And I just want to make sure that don't happen again. Well, you mentioned Tyree having tournament experience a few years ago with Florida and, and beyond. Um, what has he shared with you about what NCAA tournament life is like? Uh, yeah, we kind of talked about it because uh, he went during the COVID year, and I remember they played Virginia Tech. And we, I remember watching that game before I even knew Tyree. So I remember watching that game, and he was just telling me about the experience, how playing the NCAA tournament is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I knew that. I mean, from watching it, been watching the tournaments since I was a kid. So, I mean, uh, going to it this year, I'm just going to speak to you. Since it's now going to the tournament this year, it's definitely going to be a dream come true. And I believe we can make a lot of noise with this team we got now. I completely agree with that. Phil? Well, and how much extra motivation is it, considering you sort of mentioned you were robbed of two tournament opportunities? You know, you were on that ETSU team that went 30-4 and four, um, in the COVID season, and then last year not making it. Is it that extra motivation this year to really make sure you guys leave no doubt and make sure that there, there's absolutely no way they can leave you out? Oh, yeah, that's definitely extra motivation. Like I just said, um, that's a big reason why I came back for another year, because like I said, I feel like I've been robbed of that opportunity twice. First time from COVID and the second time from, I guess you said, the NCAA selection committee. So I just feel like this is the year that, you know what I'm saying, we got to leave no doubt. You know what I'm saying? They just know that, like, Wake Forest is going to be in the tournament this year. So that was definitely a lot of motivation and a lot of reason why I came back for another year. I I I respect the fact that you're so out there and put out there confident. We're very confident people, and I respect people who are like that. You know, you got to see it to believe it, that whole deal. Um I want to ask you real quick about the NIL, how it's changed. And I'm not asking about any deals because that's none of my business, but I want to ask about how you and your teammates have reacted to now the ability to make money off of your namesake and likeness if you have the ability to. Um, just kind of talk us through, if you can, how NIL has kind of changed the dynamic of college basketball from your perspective. I think it's good because I think it's a lot of guys who may have I think it's made um I think it's made college basketball a little bit more competitive because I mean you see guys like for example like Caleb Love you was talking about UNC I feel like he had after how he played in the NCAA tournament I feel like he had the opportunity to go to uh, to go to the NBA but I think NIL had a lot to do with him coming back for another year being able to make money um, he's a he's a he's a famous guy you know what I'm saying everyone knows Caleb Love now so. I mean, I think it's made college basketball a lot more competitive. I think it's something that the NCAA should have done a long time ago, in my opinion. But I think it's good for college basketball. Like I said, it's, it's it'll make it a lot more competitive considering guys like may stay another year of college just for a simple fact that they can get paid instead of going to the NBA. No, we, we've spoken on that for years now um, about how the NCAA needs to – I mean, you guys are generating millions of dollars for the universities, for mm -hmm. NCAA – and we've felt for a long time that you guys deserve that and to finally see it happen. And, and you mentioned it, too. When's the last time we've had the National Player of the Year and, like, Oscar Sheboy's back for Kentucky this year? That yeah, yeah. I, I was actually going to mention that as well. Like, yeah. a guy like him, too, definitely could have, you know what I'm saying, with the professional route. But I know he came back uh, for the simple fact of NIL, so – yeah, the competitive and, nature of college basketball is definitely like raised up a notch. And, and that, that's beautiful because we mentioned that, that anytime you get Oscar and Caleb Love and Armando Baycott and yourself and people like you guys back, how is that a bad thing for college basketball? I, I don't okay. understand these people that are like, oh, well, it's about academics. I'm sorry. It's not about academics. <laughs> it's, it's a job. It's a job. Academics, yes, you want to graduate and get your degree if possible, but it's not like you can't come back. You don't see people faulting golfers, swimmers, 
you know, whoever leave in college early, but sometimes when the, you know, basketball football players leave, it's a bad thing. Give me a break on that. Give me a break. Yeah, I, hey, I agree with you a lot on that. Yeah, give me a break. Phil, you got something else? Nah, man. Shoot away. Well, hey, you mentioned the COVID year. I've always been curious because I felt that was robbed us of a potentially great tournament. You look at Dayton had a great year and got screwed. Kentucky, Kansas, a lot of teams had an opportunity. You were at East Tennessee for then. How devastating was that COVID year to everybody, knowing that they canceled the tournament, the fear, everything, the nation, the world was basically in a lockdown and in fear. If you could talk us through being a D1 athlete at the time, kind of some of the procedures and your thought process during that time. Yeah, it was, man, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie. We was, we was riding on cloud nine. We had just won the SoCon championship. Uh, we were at our Shout conference. out SoCon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we, lo- hey, we love the SoCon, bro. We love the SoCon. <laughs> oh, yeah. SoCon is really good hoops, man. SoCon is really good hoops. But, yeah, our confidence was at an all-time high. You know what I'm saying? We was excited to go to the tournament. I mean, a lot of people had projected us to go to, like, the Sweet 16 or better. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we had the type of team that we could make some noise like that. But it was it was scary, man. I remember they was canceling NBA games, like, right before it started. They had went ahead and shut down the whole NBA season. So I'm not going to lie, I kind of seen it coming. I kind of knew they was going to cancel the NCAA tournament once they ended the NBA season, but it still hurt. It hurt a lot. Uh, they had ended school, too, so I was already actually back in Winston when that happened. So, yeah, it hurt, man. That was It was a tough time, but not even just basketball, like just safety in general. Like I stayed in the house. I quarantined like to the floor. <laughs> I stayed in my room. I ain't want no parts of going outside at all, man. It was definitely a scary time, but I'm, I'm glad we got through that, and then, firstly, that first year back when you finally were able to pick back up, there's still no crowds. How awkward yeah. is that? That was weird. It felt like uh, the first couple of games just felt like practice. Like, just felt like I was at practice uh, playing with no crowds. And then you had, like, the fake crowd noise. But it was loud. But, you know, it ain't nothing like the real people being there. So, it was definitely no. weird. No, and, and it they was say – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it was a lot of uncertainty in the year, too. Like, you can just never know. Like, you could just, like, get vegan, prepare the game for a game, and then shoot around. You just find out, like, somebody had takes the positive, and you just got to go home. So, it was just a lot of uncertainty during that season, too. Yeah, and that must have been wild. You're preparing all week for a game, and then all of a sudden, one person gets sick, and it cancels the whole game. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. Um, and the other thing on the COVID issue, too, is you always hear about the crowd being the sixth man because we know that the crowd, the home crowd, can really elevate a team either to, to blow a team out or maybe make a comeback or not. That's why I thought we saw a lot of upsets when people lose in that home that normally don't because, like you mentioned, it's kind of just like a, a glorified practice, really. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, Dave, we appreciate your time, but before we get out of here, I want to look into the future. You've already mentioned you're putting it out in the atmosphere. You're putting it out there. We love that. So I want you to go on record right here. What does a perfect year as a super senior playing for your home city school look like before you leave Wake Forest this year? A perfect year. I got a lot of big goals for myself and for my (laughs) team. I feel like, uh, like I said, go to the tournament. Um, win games in the tournament. I want to I want to I want to go far. You know what I'm saying? It's my last year. I want to make the most of it. Sweet 16, 
type of team, you know what I'm saying, or better, whatever guy I got planned for my team and myself. Uh, just go as far as we can go, uh, reach our full potential as a squad, and then next year hopefully go to professional routes and just have a great professional career and take it from there, man. Man, I have no doubt that you, like I said, you're a very confident guy. I have no doubt that you're going to achieve those goals that you want, especially, dude, we'll be rooting for you if you, wherever you play professional basketball at. I'm so excited for you. I'm happy you came on. Before you get out of here, go and plug your, your socials and anything else you got going on. Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Davian with an underscore. Uh, my Twitter is DavianWill22. And my Facebook is just my name, Davian Williamson, if you want to add me on there too. We'll go drop the man a follow. He is going to lead Wake Forest to hopefully an ACC crown this year. Finally get this man in the NCAA tournament. He right. deserves it. Right. COVID screwed him in it. He deserves it before he leaves Wake Forest. It's been a while since Wake's been back. So he, hopefully him and his running mates will be the ones that get him back. Davian, it's a pleasure. It's been an honor to, to talk to you for a few minutes today. And you have an open invite to come back anytime, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I had a lot of fun today. Yeah, Appreciate it, you, was our, it was our pleasure. Guys, let's give a round of applause for Davian Williamson. Oh, man. Best of luck to you, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Phil, that was awesome. Yeah, that was that was awesome, man. I mean, having one of the best guards in the country in, somebody, like you said, just super confident, obviously ready to go for this season, ready to, you know, make it to that NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, that that was great stuff. Dude, he's such a positive guy. It, it was hard not to smile when he was talking. He's like, I'm just going to put it in the atmosphere. He's like, we're going to make the tournament. I'm going to play yeah. pro ball. We've got a sweep. And they do, man. To be completely real with you, they've got a really good chance of not only making the tournament, but make some noise. Him and Appleby's dangerous in that backcourt. Absolutely. And and like he said, it wasn't even just missing the tournament last year. It was that 30-4 and four ETSU team that he was on. You know, they're a mid-major team. They're probably not going to make a Final Four championship type of run. But still, that was a, a really good mid-major team that had a chance to make some noise come tournament time. And he, he was a crucial part of that team, too. No, absolutely. I mean, a super senior. And how cool would that be? Like we talked about, it's been at least a decade, if I remember right, since Wake Forest has been in a tournament. To be right there from the city, be from Winston-Salem, and to lead your school back to the NCAA tournament – Bro, that's got to be a crazy feeling. Absolutely. I mean, I, I we should have probably asked him if he grew up a Wake Forest fan. Um, but like you said, just even being in your home city, that's just – that's everybody's dream, I think, growing up. And so with a chance to live that out and a chance to just live out your college basketball and, you know, eventually NBA dreams too, it's just – that's awesome. Yeah, and I have no doubt, like I said, that this kid's going to, uh, you know, achieve everything that he wants to. But um, it, we got background noise here. Apologize about that. <laughs> Somebody's listening to our show in the background. But um, before we get out of here, though, Phil, tonight, we've got another big interview that I'll play next week on episode 114. Let the people know who we got as a special guest coming on tomorrow because we've got a lot of guests coming back to back here. Yeah, man, we got uh, we got a couple big weeks ahead for you guys. We're not going to get too ahead of ourselves dropping names yet, but uh, tomorrow we're going to be having Rakees Passmore on, um, four-star recruit, number 61 in the country on Rivals. Um, this kid is just an absolute stud. 
superior athlete. Uh, I mean, me and Josh were watching the videos before we came on here today and just, just dunking on dudes and, and mean, I mean, just angry. Yeah. Just, just mean. So we got to ask him about that tomorrow, but I'm super excited about that. He's got a bunch of power five schools in on him already. Um, offers from Tennessee, NC state, Murray, um, Murray, Murray Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Um, yeah, he's got a bunch of Power 5 offers. He's got more coming. Like He's he's a rising recruit, too. This kid wouldn't surprise me to see him in the top you know, 30, top 25 by the end of his junior season because he is only a 2024 recruit. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, he's number 61 in the nation already right now. He puts together a good junior year in high school and, more importantly, has a great sum, or summer going into a senior year for AAU he could easily be a top 25 and move from that four star to five star ranking. And it'll be fun to get to pick his brain a little bit. Um, he'll be the youngest guest we've had on, which is cool too, to kind of get that mindset. Um, so looking forward to talking to Rakeese tomorrow. It'll be our first like huge recruit that we'll get to, you know, pick their brain from, but man, we got a shout out to Anderson again. That was tremendous. Hey, he did say that Tyree Appleby was his roommate and that was upstairs, man. We should have been like, Hey, get Tyree to come downstairs, bro. Yeah, man, that, that kind of caught me off guard, too, because me and you, before the show, we were talking, like, man, I wonder if they're going to have that chemistry going forward with, because, you know, Tyree's just transferring in, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, we're good, we're, we're bros already. <laughs> I know, which is good, because if those two are going to already bond now, you know, a couple months from now when the season starts, you got to think of what that relationship's going to be like, and it, you we know as well as anybody, if you're friends with somebody, it's way easier passing the ball and want them to see do good on the court. So oh, absolutely. I'm, I keep an eye out on Wake Forest this year. I'm excited to cover them throughout the entire year. Hopefully we can have Davian back on and maybe get Tyree as well would be awesome. But wraps up episode 113. I know this was kind of a shorter one than we normally do, but it was for a special occasion. Um, again, guys, if you're in the central Indiana area, stop by downtown Edinburgh, Indiana. Visit our sponsors, Beauty to Beast Nutrition. Tell them ECB sent you. 10% off your entire purchase. They do have online orders if you want to order some of the shakes and protein uh, protein drinks and the teas they will ship them to you the link will be in the facebook group but wrapping up episode 113 for phil i'm josh i hope you guys enjoyed that and we'll catch you next week for episode 114 until then stay safe have a good evening